Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sports back. Sportsbook. Use that code CHGO when you sign up. What's going on, Bears fans? Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Nicholas Moriano. How's everybody doing today? Good. How's everyone doing? I'm doing average. Uh, little, little, <laughs> little, little rough start to the week over here, but we're. Uh, I feel a whole lot better as I've decorated, which I just got to point out. I got the arguable goat hat going on. I got a bear's wow. hat going on. I got my uh, little weird stuffed animal, and I've got the hat that I am going to owe you, Nick, for what's going on with Jalen Carter and my erroneous opinion. First time ever that I've gotten something wrong on this show, so I'm going to have to live it. I'm going to have to love it. I'm going to have to earn it. I'm going to have to believe it. Sounds good with me, Mark. I'll take your hat, and I'll, we'll see what ends up happening with that hat. We'll see. Yeah, I just appreciate that you answered the question honestly. You just said you're average. Most people would have just said, I'm good, and moved on. But we got it the full gr- breakdown. You had a great start to the day. Uh, did a call with a buddy in the shower this morning. That was a good start, 7 a.m. or Was and it Rich Eisen? It wasn't Rich Eisen. I actually was thinking about him like, like 3 in the morning. Rich Eisen said he would come on the show, and Rich Eisen hasn't come on the show. So what I'm going to do for Rich, before we get into our wide receivers, I'm going to send him the newest candle that I just received, which is... The Spiced Apple Cabernet. Spiced Apple Cabernet, Kari Blasen game. We're, we're up in your game here. Oh, fresh. Tasty. Sounds pretty good. Delicious. Yeah, that's that's fancy. Wow. Yeah, no, I feel good about it. Well, um, I had a great Easter. I enjoyed watching a lot of golf. A lot of golf. Um, and, you know, I really wanted to break down the Masters this entire show. Karn wanted to break down wide receivers instead. So <laughs> you guys are stuck with wide receivers and draft talk, unfortunately. Uh, no, we're ready to go. Last week, first of all, if you missed a couple things, let's catch up. One is we broke down the offensive tackles last week, broke down our interior offensive linemen last week. And the way we're doing this is you should already know about this, but if you are a CSO diehard, you have access to our big board on the back end. Everything we're doing, I spent all morning working on wide receivers and updating things where you'll start to see more and more pop up as well as our order for these players. Um, as we 
try to make some sense of it all. And we are starting with our top five at every position, which is what we did last week with the offensive tackles and the interior offensive line. Today, we're going to get into the wide receivers. Before we do that, though, if you missed Friday's episode, definitely go back and check it out. Braxton Jones in studio. We had a lot of fun. He was there for the whole show. And um, I mean, he was great. He really was. He was, it was a fun conversation. And uh, if you missed it, that's definitely uh, an episode you want to go back, go back and check can we, out. Can we throw a uh, bears on Kawhi in here at Lawrence? Cause it's uh, timely and loving and, and spot on to, to and Jermaine to hoax conversation here. Braxton Jones, possibly my new favorite human lunchbox, hard worker, <laughs> humble, love the interview bear down. Thank you. Bears on Kawhi. He, I had to leave uh, first out, and he was talking with uh, head of content Kevin Kadick. Did he mention me afterwards? Anything about us becoming best friends? Because I felt like you know we really bonded in there. All of us did. I mean, I think it's like a, I think we should all you know once a week dinner with Braxton. What do you think? Yeah. See, what actually happened was you left, and everybody was like more relaxed, and he was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> now we can really get into some good conversation." It got better, huh? Yeah. Okay. So. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, how do you do it the first pitch, though? I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. I, okay. I got I got pictures. I was actually I was at the Cub game. Very disappointed. But you I were mean, there and didn't. Well, I, I didn't get there till you know bottom one, top two, whatever it was. So I missed. I missed. Ooh, yeah. What a loaf! Mm. Terrible mm-hmm. loaf. Good Cub win. Sometimes he shows up to this show in the bottom first too. That's messed up to ever say something about. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it, but he said, I saw his pictures. I think probably everybody did hear uh, Crystal saying that he did well. Um, Good. That she, so we, come on. That guy's not coming. Braxton's not coming on our show and, and, and messing up at Wrigley. The dude was ready to go. Yeah, we really. As long did. as it wasn't like Travis Kelsey, guys. I don't know if you saw his pitch, but that, that ball just hit like barely above the mound and like skipped. As long as it wasn't oh, like that, Braxton Jones yeah. did a great job. You'll never cease to amaze me how people that amazingly athletic and good at a sport can't throw a baseball. I, I just, I, I, it, 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 it'll bl- it blows my mind every time something like that happens, but there's our guy, Braxton Jones looking good with Clark, the cup. That fixture in the upper corner left. He, the guy looks literally like a mountain man. How enormous does he look there? He looks like a left tackle in the NFL, doesn't he? And once again, Clark, the cub inappropriate, not wearing pants, put some pants on. Clark. <laughs> I, I'm not Come sure what, when they added this uh, Clark the Cubness, but when the Cubs win, he just comes flying out of the left field corner with the W flag. Oh, and yeah, that's a new. I I, I had. Well, you haven't that. seen that a lot in recent years, so you probably right. didn't no, know yeah, what's happening. Yeah, there here comes Clark the Cub with the W flag. Yeah, I should talk. My team sucks. All right, um, <laughs> let's let's let's. Uh, Kopech pitched well yesterday. You guys yeah, are on the great. right track. Um, still in C stick. Come on, we got. Uh, I got the ooh, still, going. good vibes. Yeah, let's, a, make, let's make a bet. Still no, don't yeah. do that. Then bad things are going to happen. Um, for you specifically, that's how this works. All right. Speaking of that, Dylan C State. This show will be over by 109 today. I promise. Um, one last plug. We'll get in the wide receivers. Make sure you come out to our draft party. Tickets on sale right now. All CHGO.com. Joe's on Wheat Street. We're going to have a lot of fun. April 27th and April 28th. The first two nights of the draft. We're going to be there doing our live show. Uh, so if you're out of town, you can't make it fine. We're still doing a live show. But if you're in town or want to make the trip, you definitely should. This is the time to do it. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's all inclusive with the premium drink package. <laughs> 
plenty of Goose Island to go around and premium drinks for you uh, at the party. We're going to have a lot of fun. Make sure you're there. Corey Wooten's going to be there as well with our draft coverage from start to finish. So if you want to come out and see Corey, um, he's going to be our obviously our our expert. Well, really just our expert in general since he knows way more about football than any of us, but uh, especially when it comes to linemen, offensive, defensive line, positions in need for the Bears. So come out and hang with us on April 27th and 28th. All right. Um, top five wide receivers. Carm, I'm going to let you kind of guide this conversation here as we go through it. Um, got plenty of notes to share and some controversy, I would say. I would say two major controversies with our top five wide receivers. One we are unanimous, unanimous about, though. I would say it's controversial, but we all agreed and we all put this player at the same spot, which is very, very interesting to me. And then uh, when we get to number five on our list, there was some uh, controversy in the Slack channel already, and it's uh, mainly driven by my love for a player. So we'll get there. Uh, am I supposed to know who we all agreed upon, or is that something – was I not paying attention? <laughs> well, see, Carm, there's this thing we call the CHGO – Bears draft board uh, that we I got promote. that one, Hoagie. I got yeah, it. They're baby. right there for you in order, one through five in yeah, the but draft so, but board. We got consensuses. Uh, I didn't know there was a consensus that you could read into this board, but I know. Should we start off with our number one? Can we go there? Should yes, we do that? We can. That's our. Is that our consensus? I'm assuming the way they're <laughs> listed are the consensus card. Okay. Uh, yes. I it would be in a different one... order if it was just me. This okay, but I, yes, but somebody could have couldn't somebody have voted Jackson Smith and Jigba second? He'd still be first because of the overall vote. Am I missing something? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's why okay. they're there in the order that they're in. Okay, okay. Car- Carm, I'm with you. I don't understand what one player he means had a consensus. Yeah, I, 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 this is either. you under. I thank you, Lawrence, because this yeah. is a. I, I'm, I'm a little confused. No, no, that's no. Okay. We got to get into this. There was a. There was a, for everybody. This is why we we uh, we are transparent with everyone. We had a voting. Process. Yes. Nick, do you understand what's going on? Uh, yeah, I, I, I follow somebody it. Does. <laughs> I don't think he does. I think he says he does, but I don't think he does. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I knew exactly where we were looking. I'm like, all right, this is the list. Yep. I, I have the board in front of me. I understand it's one, two, three, four, five, six, and on down. I got all well, that. We all ranked it, Carm, and then yeah. we went in there, and every ranking has a point system, just like any other ranking system that you would ever do. And then you add up the points, and whoever's the most points is number one. Whoever's the second most points is number two. Whoever's the third most points is number three, and I so on that. and so forth. I got that, too. So that's, that's what you call it. Con- Consensus. Mm, yeah. See, me and Lawrence are together yeah. on that. Consensus means that we all voted for the same person in the same spot. That's unanimous. Oh, boy, we're going back to English class yeah. shit here. Like, <laughs> no wonder you guys went to Iowa. This yeah. is. <laughs> I'm going to walk away. I'm going to walk paid attention in Iowa. Apparently. I still don't think that's a. I, 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 well, we could talk about this after the show. Anyway, the number one guy on our draft board is no surprise. To, I don't think anybody here is. We're going to continue on. And yes, it is the guy that Justin Fields wants so bad to be a Chicago Bear. And maybe the Bears will somehow find a way to get you to Jackson Smith in Jigba, ladies and gentlemen, the Ohio State Buckeye, the man who did not run at the combine but did run on a pro day. Had the bad, uh, not great time of four five three, but no one's worried about that. Six feet and a half, one hundred and ninety seven pounds. That's right, number one on the CH Joe amazing board, and of course projected to go in the first round. Give me number eleven, bring him to Chicago, Jackson Smith and Jigba. We love you, consensusly, Adam Hogue. 
Yes, uh, he was. This would be unanimous. We all had our number one. Okay, he is great. our unanimous number one. Easily <laughs> the most skilled route runner in the draft. And, uh, I mean, the knock on him, why this guy isn't maybe going to go in the top ten, I think he could. I had a mock to the Bears at number nine in uh, Bears mock draft 2.0. By the way, 3.0 coming out tomorrow. little plug there for you. So uh, you can be looking for that tomorrow morning. But JSN does not have, like, top end burner speed. But when it comes to short area quickness and just knowing how to run routes, how to get open, you know, in, in some ways reminds me of Devonta Smith when he was coming out. Just guys finds a way to get open. Um, and the numbers he put up in 2021 was just ridiculous. You're talking about the single season Big Ten receiving record and 347 yards in the Rose Bowl, which was just insane. So he's probably a slot for the most part at the next level. But very good player. Don't have many questions about him. The biggest thing was he dealt with a hamstring injury last year, and he only played three games. But, um, you know, there is, a, there is a connection with Justin Fields. They played together in 2020. It was 10 catches, 49 yards, and a touchdown before Jackson Smith and Jigba really became a big part of that offense. But I love him a lot. Nick, what excites you about Jackson Smith and Jigba? I think he's just an elite separator, you guys. And even though he does, this is actually a perk of not having that top speed. He still gets open despite not running a 4-4, right? So I think that just shows a credit to him knowing what defenses are in, where the opening is in the middle of the field, how to get advantageous angles. And Jackson Smith and Jigwa does that consistently, especially in 2021. I know the Rose Bowl game gets a lot of love, but... When you look at his last maybe six games, he had 103 yards versus Maryland, and that was on October 9th. And he almost had six straight 100-yard receiving games. He had 99 yards against Indiana and 97 yards against Penn State. But everything other than that, he was going over 100, including 240 yards against Nebraska. And, like, a lot of those games, he's doing the same things to get open where – He's twitchy in the middle of the field, able to get yards after the catch, and again, understands what defenses are in. And that's transferable, I think, to the NFL level. Despite not having elite speed, that's what makes Jackson Smith and Jigba our consensus, unanimous, number one wide receiver for the CHGO ranking. Yeah, I mean, Hogue just messed up the conversation with that whole consensus thing because he just confused everybody out there, and it was just a bad job by Hogue. I think, I think most people in the comments understand it which is not great for you. Okay. I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm sticking to my unanimous is the same thing as consensus guns, but that's fine. Listen, uh, can I give you some things about good old Jackson Smith and Jigba that you got to like ran the best time in the three cone. Oh, you're a big three cone guy. Six, five, seven. This is all about agility, getting open. What Nick's talking about. His shuttle was a three, nine, three also best in the wide receiver group. So his, Quick twitch, get open, get the hell away from me. Give me the ball, Justin Fields. This is why Justin Fields is out there saying, I want this guy, uh, was on display, even though he was coming off the hamstring injury. So that, to me, is exciting. I, what you just said there, Adam Hogue, is interesting to me. You're actually worried that he's not going to be there at 9? No, I didn't say You're that. I, I just, I'm not sure the Bears are going to take him at 9. Okay, yeah. but we all think he'll be there, right? Um, yeah, I would. I think so. Uh, 
I look at last year's draft. We we finally got that run on wide receivers right around that area. I think it started at 10, maybe it was 9, 10, 11, or 10, 11, 12, whatever it was. Um, but three wide receivers went in a row. And I just don't know that this class is that strong. I do think Jackson Smith and Jigba stands up, um, um, stands out among the rest, though. So if there is that team that's like, well, we got to get we got to get that wide receiver, then maybe they, they reach for him a little bit. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. Uh, and Alex O'Hennon, who just put in the chat about uh, wasn't it the best shuttle in 10 years? That's true. It was. He's His shuttle is elite. I, I hear, hear, how about this, by the elite way? Elite shuttle. Elite shuttle. How about this? Hey, uh, hey, 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 let's, 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 let's be really weird and what, what won't happen. But hey, Justin, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get you your guy, Jackson Smith and Jigba. And we're going to expect uh, big numbers between the two of you. And by the way, when you get to uh, that free agency thing, we want you to give us a little bit of a discounted Bears love because you just want to be here and play with Jackson Smith and Jigba for the rest of your career. Can they have those conversations? Can that happen? Why can't we do that? Let's have a package I'm, I'm deal. I'm thinking way ahead. Yes, <laughs> yes, I am. And Gary Ross just called him Kevin White. Gary Ross is fired for, for today's chat. That is an unbelievable. No, I think he's calling Quentin Johnson. Oh, Quentin jo- Oh, there we go. Yes, he is. Okay. We'll get to Never Quentin mind. Johnson. Yeah, yeah we'll, he's, on, he's on our list. Okay. Guys, real quickly, Noah T has an interesting uh, comment here. He said, can you guys explain why missing an entire season due to injury is not digging uh, JSN? You know, with the hamstring issues and things that, you know, obviously he wasn't able to do replicate what he did in 2021 because of that hamstring. Didn't run the 40 uh, at the NFL scouting combine due to that hamstring. Is there any... In- concern from you guys about him being able to be on the field so i get more i get more concerned about hamstrings when they're chronic okay and like there's not necessarily a history of soft tissue injuries with him with him here it's but it was one that nagged throughout the season and i don't know depending on who you talk to it lingered because he was trying to get back out there's other people who believe NFL's on the radar. Why not push? You know, why push? Why do you need to push through it as much? He did try to come back, though, um, in the playoff game, right? I think. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. So I give him credit for that. I'm not too concerned about it. I just don't think it's, you know, I think it's the, the, the concerning thing for me, if there is one, is that it, he was sort of a one year wonder when it was all said and done. Because he had that great 2021 season and then didn't really replicate or back it up in 2020 because the injury or 2022 because the injury. Again, though, I just I think in this case it's more of an ex- valid excuse than a concern. I would throw in that I think he is being dinged for it. We're talking about historic shuttle times uh, that hasn't been done in a decade. If he was if he had played all season long, this dude might be a top five pick. He could be more of the Jamar Chase type. So I think there is actually a little bit of a, a dingage, if you will, going on because uh, of the lingering hamstring. And for the record, I am I am concerned about it. It's uh, not not to the point that I wouldn't draft him, but it does make me nervous. I'm not going to sit here and say it doesn't. So uh, all right, let's get to the next guy. All right, moving along to number two on our consensus 2023 NFL draft board at wide receiver to Boston College we go, and here he comes. The dynamic five foot nine explosive package that is Zay Flowers, 182 rock and sock and pounds, number two on our board. 
Zay Flowers will get open. Zay Flowers will wow you. Zay Flowers could is not going to be there when the Bears pick at 53. What would be shot? A 4-4-2-40 time. Ton to like here, but he is on the smaller side here, Adam Hoke. So there is that as well. Yeah, without a doubt. I think that's the, the I guess, the big concern here with Zay Flowers. But the more digging you do on, on him, you just, there's no one who has a bad thing to say about Zay Flowers. These are the prospects that, um, in terms of safety, in terms of getting, you know, some value at the high pick, you kind of know what you're getting here with Zay Flowers. I think he's, he's one of those rare prospects. Um, kind of like Peter Skaronsky, I think, is on the offensive line where you just feel very, very confident the floor is is pretty high, uh, that he's going to be able to get on the field probably earlier than some of these other wide receivers and contribute uh, early on. He also, th- this is a thing I always pay attention to and care about. It's going to come up with Quentin Johnson here in a moment too. But s- size is a thing that matters. But how do you play within that size? Mm-hmm. And so Zay Flowers plays bigger than what his actual listed size is. He's very good at creating space. So he's, you know, he's crafting how he runs those routes to create the necessary space to give him those extra inches you need to win 50-50 balls. Um, he's also just extremely competitive. He's a very willing blocker. Um, if you read Bruce Feldman's piece with like the scouting nuggets he gets from college coaches it's evident that the boston college coaches absolutely love him and opposing coaches respect the hell out of him he's just hard to play against so you're also talking about a lot of experience here and he never missed a game in college so he's extremely durable there's just a lot to like here in the total package uh and 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 so if his only concern is size and by the way he's still built well he put on a bunch of muscle uh, after the season and he's, he can get through tackles. So if it's really just comes down to height and he plays bigger than he really is. And I love the hell out of Zay flowers. I, 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 that's why I have him number two. And I was, if there's any controversy here, I think, I think it's that we unanimously ranked him second. All of us agreed on this over the other guys. So it, I mean, I found that very interesting that we are all on the same page there. Yeah, guys, if you're worried about Zay, or for people that may be worried about his size in the NFL, go watch his tape against Louisville, where he's going up and catching a ball over two defenders, something that you're not going to see out of one of the other guys we'll talk about later in a little bit. But Zay Flowers, too, was lining up on the outside, was lining up as a Z, was going in motion, catching screen passes. And for a guy like Luke Getze that likes to put the wide receivers in different spots in every given play, like that's going to fit perfectly with what the Bears are trying to do with their wide receiver core. So it's a guy that fits multiple positions, is a deep threat, knows how to, again, read his, uh, his blocking in front of him, take screens for potential big plays if that's the, the, the play that's being called for Zay Flowers. So a lot of the check marks that you want to see out of your wide receiver, just not maybe the size. And putting on the 10 pounds in the amount of time that he did, like he's now, he was the same size as Darnell Mooney before the combine. At 10 pounds, he looks like he, you know, he looked physically enough to, to, to take a beating in the NFL if he has to, but there's a lot of good things that you want to see out of your wide receivers. Dude's been competing right since he came out of the womb. He's one of 13 kids. I think he's number nine of the 13, uh, nine or 11. I forget exactly. We talked to 11. him. In, in, 11. Thank you. We talked to him in Indy. So dude had to, I, like I asked him about that. He's like, yeah, you know, we had to battle for food at the, at the table. I mean, that was like a thing. So, you know, you want the good mac and cheese rolling here or the, you know, the good asparagus. Let's go. I'm sure they had all sorts of uh, health options at the flowers table as well. He fought for that, the right to be healthy and get on the football field. But you guys keep talking about it. this dude's physical. I mean, he's not, uh, 
It's not. This is this is not Darnell Mooney. No disrespect to Darnell, who takes a lot of huge hits, but this guy actually might dole some some things out here, which is not exactly what you're looking for. But with the Bears and Fields and the fact they're gonna you know somehow get Bijan in here too, uh, I like the fact that he has that ability. So, yeah, I, Zay Flowers is gonna be uh, make some team happy. I think he's in kind of a a tough spot where he's really only gonna play for the Bears if they trade back and add picks either a late first rounder early second rounder i wouldn't be surprised if zay flowers ends up going around 20 somewhere around yeah. there I, I think with the lack of wide receivers in this class uh at least top end there's a lot of interesting guys in the middle but uh so many of these guys at the top have legitimate question marks there's no sure things like zay flowers is going to be the type of guy that coaches especially just really want and i could see it you know a team with some coaches banging on the table where they just go, yeah, let's just take this guy uh, and move on. So a, a way a lot of people think the draft's going to go is you're going to have you're going to have a run on QBs, then you're going to have a run on defensive linemen, then you're going to have a then you're going to have a run on offensive linemen. And so when the when the receiver run starts, and if it starts later, like if 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 Jackson Smith and Jacobs go somewhere 15, 16, 17, you could see. Um, you know, maybe th- I wouldn't even be surprised if you saw the three go in the first round, possibly with, with Quinton in there as well. Um, which, by the way, we can get to number three. But Adam Hogue, why don't you tell us about what's going on in the world of Fubo TV? Yeah, big weekend on Fubo t- TV. Had a lot of sports going. That's why it's the best because it's got you know all the channels that you need specifically to watch Chicago sports. 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device, which makes it really good on the go when you're traveling. Um, and it's the lowest price. So you can start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial. There's no contract. There's no cable. There's no hassle. It's very easy to just sign up and start watching. Plus, you get a 1,000 hours of cloud DVR coverage in, uh, included for no extra charge. Watch local teams while you're traveling. And uh, what's on this week? Well, right, a ton of baseball. Unlike some other competitors, they have marquee ready to go uh, for you. So if you want to watch the Cubs, you have the, you have the marquee, you have the White Sox on NBC Sports Chicago with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. I love Fubo TV. And um, I don't know if you can hear the garbage can in the alley yeah. that's behind. You can? Okay. Right. I was like, well, <laughs> wondering what that was. Also, yeah. uh, Adam Hogue, it's Fubo TV. He yes. Did I say it wrong at the end? Yeah, I heard FUBU just now. but that's... You might have FUBU'd it. FUBU. It's FUBU. 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 It's FUBU. FU? FUBU Pro. FUBU. Don't worry, Poppy the Puppy. We'll, we'll, we'll dance after um, after the show. All right. And, you know, when we dance, Poppy, I'm going to put on my incredibly cool, swift-looking, amazingly taking on the sun built to last Shady Rays. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead. Thank the world that we are getting it here for those of us who are watching the show in chicago and are hosting the show uh the weather is coming nice and it's going to be beautiful and you need that premium polarized shades at an affordable price shady raids let me underline this independent sunglasses company you're buying from the local you're buying from the little guy it's a beautiful thing they've got durable frames they've got extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures like nicholas moriano 
doing things in suburban wherever he lives, taking on all the comers with his dog, and yeah, and then perhaps losing his sunglasses, but don't worry about it, because every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. You lose it, you break it, you let your dog eat it, they will give you a brand new pair, and no questions asked. Wear those Shady Rays with confidence, because they've got your back long, long after purchase. And for you, our CHGO listener, Shady Rays, giving out their best deal of the season. Do it. Do it now. Get your family in there. Live the dream. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code CHGO. 50% off. 50. Two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars. The big five star. 150,000 people. And look at that cool looking dude. I mean, that I, I was going to get up and go get my Shady Rays, but... I didn't have time, and I don't exactly know where they are. I think they're both in my car right now, so we'll just go I with I feel like I'm watching look. The Matrix right now. Yeah, yep. That's, I'm getting those vibes. Getting those vibes. Uh, guys, before we get on to our third wide receiver here on our list, guys, just let you know, as you know, CHGO Bears offseason coverage is brought to you by ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. You can learn more at comed.com slash powering biz all right and i do apologize for the uh, garbage situation that's going on outside but i think it just adds into the show the build to number three on our draft board adam hogue is very excited about three four five six and i have some sleepers for you which i think we're going to do sleepers by the way uh you know before i move on we we got to address something i I think uh Uh i think lawrence benedetto did some research uh found some definitions of things that matter um and we we have some official definitions on what (laughs) unanimous is versus consensus uh okay so uh, do we have a webster thing that's about to pop up here we do we do have we have consensus which is a general agreement uh the judgment arrived at by most of those concerned and so it is not everybody agreeing exactly but it is a general agreement so in sports terms Carm, we always talk about a consensus being what the group comes to an agreement on not necessarily you know yeah, that there wasn't yeah. any argument whatsoever but when you do some polling that is the yeah. consensus right and we had a consensus that jackson smith and jibbo was one we had a consensus that uh zay flowers was number two you said we only had one consensus you definitely said that that's where <laughs> thank you lawrence so we only yeah. had one unanimous calm greater no, than no, home, i was talking about wins. the full five there con- we had one consensus list of five uh, that's what i was referring that was confusing. to confusing yeah very confusing anyway unanimous <laughs> would be if we all voted one through five exactly the same and it was unanimous that all five players Mm-hmm. having the agreement and consent of all being of one mind which if you're watching today's monday edition of chgo we are definitely not of one mind today without a doubt <laughs> well, awesome. well, what type you, of garbage is going on out there the, the, listen this is the lot. south Loop. did you pick got, up the garbage and move on we got a lot we got <laughs> daniel scheinman in the in the in the, the cram in, the, census. in the in the comments for their audio lessons cram census listen we had we had unanimous then on Jackson Smith and Jigba, right? We had unanimous on Zay Flowers. Did we have a unanimous? Did everybody put Quinton Johnson Johnson third? I know we didn't because I didn't. No. 
We did yeah, not. We, we did we not. Did. But that but, is our number three wide receiver, Quentin Johnson from TCU. Yes, the guy that, uh, shout out Gary Ross, does not believe in. Uh, he does have the size that you're looking for at 6'2 and 3 quarters. He has the 208 pounds of Quentin Johnson coming at you. And, um, yeah, I uh, the problem with him is that he doesn't know how to catch the football, Adam Hogue. He has a little bit of a... Well, it's that he's not always consistent with it. Um there's not a consensus with his catching. <laughs> there you go. Quincy Johnston does not consensusly catch the football perfectly with his hands. Uh, if Look, if you were to go into Madden and create a player to be a rookie wide receiver, this is what you would draw up in terms of size uh, and even his athletic profile that goes with it. Uh, he's got a 41-inch vertical, which is insane. Um, but... The problem is he doesn't always play the part of that guy. And there's a lack of physicality in his game that concerns me sometimes, considering that, quite frankly, at that size, with his athleticism, he should have overpowered every corner he faced. And he just, sometimes you do it and you'd be like, wow, that's a top five pick. And then there'd be other times where it's like, what's going on here? Like, why, why are you not more dominant inside that body that you have? Um, and that that is concerning. But he, he does track the ball well downfield. He will make the flashy catches. There's just too many drops that come along with it. And you'll see him pull away, too. When he catches a vertical, he'll pull away from the corner and, and score the touchdown. And, and the other thing that kind of makes this. It, I get why there's Kevin White comparisons here, quite frankly. Agreed. Because, because he's also a team captain with zero character concerns. People love him. Teammates love him. He comes from a military family. Um, and, and so he's like somebody that you really want to like. It's just how come, you know, you're just not as dominant as you probably should be in that in that body. And there are more drops than touchdowns even last season, which I hate to see. On the other hand, I, I don't I ding Christian Watson for that last year, too. And, you know, he turned out to fix that. Uh, like Carm just fixes garbage problem, apparently. <laughs> that was good. Uh, yeah, you he guys. Just muted, he just muted himself. Yeah, I did. I, I, oh, you did. I, oh. I, I muted myself, oh. and I'm letting Nick get in here, and then I'm going to give you deep Quinn yeah. Johnston thoughts. Go ahead, Nick. And then you I, need to mute yourself gar- or move. Hopefully, the garbage will be gone. Uh, there is no, <laughs> there is no, there is no moving. Hey, Mondays used to be in studio. We're doing some extra prep, True. so I did not. Now we know on Mondays at noon. That's when the garbage comes. Continue I like on, Matthew, Nick. I like Matthew's comment here, though, real quick before Nick jumps in, because you know we don't know these things at all. I mean, that's part of what's so hard about this. And Matthew mm-hmm. says he's either going to be DK Metcalf or Kevin White. I guess we'll see. And like that's the problem here. So, in judging where I would pick them. I'd rather have Zay Flowers just to be safe rather than sorry, but I would make that decision knowing there is definitely a chance. Otherwise, Quinn Johnson would be off my board completely. I still think that there's a chance that he could be incredibly good and his ceiling's probably higher than any of these guys, quite frankly. Yeah, let's talk about the good real quick, uh, you guys. I mean, when you go back and see like the Kansas game that he had last season, 14 receptions, 206 yards and a touchdown, he's breaking away from defenders. He looked like he was untackleable in that game and just making big plays when he's catching a ball and curl routes, he's immediately turning up field, creating separation, creating these explosive plays. But then we talked about it really inconsistent with using his six foot two frame to make these contested catches. He was actually ranked out of prospects that are going to be in the top four rounds for wide receivers this year. 
number nine in career contested target conversion rate at 40.7. Jackson Smith and Jigba, on the other hand, is at 71.4. Huge difference in terms of size and what you're trying to ask of these wide receivers. But for me, I just don't like the route running either, right? At this point, I don't like him as a route runner. He's not as polished as some of these other guys we've talked about. And if he's only trying to win off some of these contested catches, well, he's pretty iffy on that too with the drops that he's had. So to me, it, it is more of a risk with this guy. Yes, he's like the outlier of like our entire group if we look at it. I know we haven't mentioned two of them, but in terms of size, of speed, he's he's at the top of this list, but he doesn't play like that. And that's an issue for me. And it gives me, like we mentioned him, Kevin White vibes. I've been saying that for you know a while now when bringing up Quinn Johnson. But you know, if he's either DK or maybe like a Sam Watkins or Kevin White, it is too much of a risk for me, but he is number three on our list. Well, and we have the benefit too that he's really not gonna be there for the Bears at 53, assuming they stay there. He's you're not gonna pick him at nine, right? I'll say this for Quinton. When he was asked about his drop issues and needing to get better uh, with his fundamentals, he did not shy away from that at all. He kind of owned it and basically was just like, yeah, uh, there, there are things that I need to clean up, and I'm working on it, and I'm going to get there. So I loved his attitude, which speaks to what you were talking about, uh, him being a captain and just being the guy you want in the room. And it, the other side of it is if he physically had reached his full potential, then he would have been the number one overall wide receiver uh, when you look everything together. But, you know, another thing to remember is that if we're just looking at speed, none of the speed guys in this draft, the fastest guys who ran at, at the combine, Trey Palmer, Darius Davis, Matt Landers, they're all viewed as late round picks because they don't get open. They're just fast. Um, so... I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what point I'm making other than the fact that it's, you know, it's hard to have everything going for you when you're to be that top line receiver. And there's a lot of big guys who run really fast and they're, and they're not, they just don't get open. So he's, he's got the potential to get there. It's just, you're just making a fairly big bet. And the bears would be making a huge bet if they, you know, were like number nine, Quinton Johnson. They're not, you know, they're not Johnson. They're not going to do that. Yeah, I don't think so. I, And obviously this is not going to happen, but I do want to be on record. If it was the second round, I would take him. Uh, you know, I, Agreed. I, just, Agreed. I don't think you can make that type of gamble and pass on other really good players in the first round. Um, you know, to, to me, even like late first round, I would not blame a team for, for doing that. But it, And he's not going to last till the second round. It's not even going to be in play for the Bears at 53. But if for some reason it did, I would run to the – to the podium to take him because you know i still think that the there's a really good chance he could be good but um I, and i don't even think it's fair to bring the kevin white comps it's, are it's always tough because like the guy was never healthy we know i still think kevin white could have been better than kevin white you know but we never know um because it, it, the injuries maybe maybe sammy watkins is injured maybe chase claypool like Honestly, a guy yeah. who's who's good and will make I, I, there's a lot of Chase Claypool because he makes plays. Like I don't want to like knock him. He Quentin Johnson's a, he's one of my favorite players to watch in college football last year. It's just why are you not always dominant? Why mm -hmm. why are there why why you just sort of disappear sometimes? And the biggest thing is that and I say this about Claypool from what I've seen so far with him from the Bears. I feel like he plays smaller than he really is, and and that's frustrating when you're when you have a body like that that you don't take advantage of it more since you just went there i was to do a quick side turn and then we'll get to number four here 
Do you think that the Bears, if you had to bet right now, a year from now, that the Bears will be signing Chase Claypool to an extension? No, I, I would bet against it. You bet against yeah. it, right? Every, I think everybody would, right? Everybody would yeah. say no at this point. Maybe that'll change. Hopefully it does. I got it. So I just want to bring this up. I know most people are against me on, on, on my Odell Beckham Jr. take. But he signed yesterday for one year. Mm-hmm. Can be worth up to $18 million. He's going to the Ravens. The Bears have to spend. They have more money to spend. You're trying to win next year. He makes life easier for Justin Fields. You don't know what you have in Chase Claypool. You're probably not signing him and Darnell Mooney. It's not a perfect fit for the Bears, but I would have been damn-ass excited if they had been interested in Odell because that guy would have come in motivated. He would have come in on a one-year deal. It, it wouldn't have hurt your cap space going down the line. You would have been back open next year, and you would have made life easier in theory uh, for Fields. And and, may, and that I mean, now you're like talking about a really dynamic receiver room, and the Bears just had no interest in it, which I get it. He's, the Bears aren't Odell Beckham Jr. away from winning, but... I would have loved to have seen it, and they just i had zero interest. I get it, but at any rate, it, it, to me, it made sense on a lot of levels. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it makes sense at all. I don't <laughs> think he's, I don't think he's a good, I don't think he's a hits guy at all. I think he was right, a very, right, very right. talented player who doesn't fit what the Bears are doing right now. Um, there's also, I think, concerns that that knee injury is never going to be okay. The, just, the, like he, well, I forget the exact stories, but like when he went and worked out with the Cowboys towards the end mm-hmm. of the year, like they, they were like hard passed. You're not healthy. And that was a few months ago, but um, yeah, I don't, I, I think that that was insane. What the Ravens did, quite frankly, that was, it was weird. And the only logical explanation whatsoever is it has something to do with Lamar Jackson. Because otherwise, none of it. You, you just made. You just paid him top end wide receiver money with all those concerns. No way. I love all this. OBJ is a cancer, dude. Uh, yeah. Okay. Hasn't been perfect. Did he not go to the Rams in the middle of the season and win the Super Bowl and was absolutely enormous in huge moments? Did that not happen, or was I just no? Was I watching somebody else doing that? No, I think you're. I think you're slightly overrating what he was. He went to a very good team. He fit in was motivated to win for a couple months and made some plays at times, but it's not like, let's not overrate what he did. He wasn't the best wide receiver in the league. No, wasn't even, but he wasn't even close he, to the best wide receiver on the team. No, of course, but they had Cooper damn ass cop. I mean, come on, but he, but he made a lot of huge plays. All right. Touchdown. The Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, and, no, and, he, and by the way, and by the way, can we just like, it would have been, everyone's just so like, it hits principle. Like, he would have been fun to have in here, man. If you had Odell every week, do you understand the entertainment level of that would have been? It would have been great. Nobody wants yeah, that. No, I, I know. I know. We just got to be like, let's You mean when the inactive list came out every week? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, Bears I'm, I'm, your the, room gets better the, with the, a guy like that. We, uh, the fun, that. The, the, you all are the fun police. O, OBJ in this town would have been great. I would have loved it. Nobody you can't do that. That guy's too easy. Well, then too... why did you just say the Bears should have signed him for content purposes? I would have oh. agreed with that take. Uh, okay. That would have been a better take. <laughs> All right, let me rewind it. The Bears should have re-signed Odell Beckham just strictly for the content, for this show, and oh. for every. And that would have been amazing. Instead, we've got to go to the Ravens, and, 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 and I'm jealous. Fine. 
Best done. carb take in weeks. Okay. I love it. Th- thank you for. I wish I should have talked to you about it before the show. <laughs> I did put it in the notes that I wanted to talk about it. Uh, signing Odell would prevent us from ever seeing Claypool's ceiling. We need to develop talent, and Claypool has incredible talent potential. Give it time. Uh, I do think that there's some truth sometimes mm-hmm. that are being too crowded of a wide receiver room. I don't think the Bears are there just because they added one guy in DJ Moore, but I do think that there's some truth in there. Right. I think Brian I Bowles it. wants to see what Claypool can be, to be completely yeah. honest. Even though, you know, first season didn't go the way he won, I think he does want to see that kind of play out. And even if you bring in a guy like Odell, it does cloud it and makes it a little bit tougher to get that full evaluation. If he can't play, he won't get the extension. But there is that ball right. let, 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 let me raise my hand and say that if the Bears want to draft some really talented receivers, they're going to take away from Chase Claypool catches. I am all for it. Let's not. Let's not. Oh, we don't sure. need to make 2023 this. The let's figure out Chase Claypool. Let if he could figure it out, great. But I'm not. I, look, talent in that room, making the offense sing, miracle. Nine and eight, ten and seven season. Sign me up for that. Versus, let's just figure out if, if Chase Claypool can be next. But okay. Back to our board at number four, who was number, th- I think I had him three. I'm 99% certain I did. Um, but, you know, I don't remember what I had for breakfast. Jordan Addison, <laughs> the one-time Pitt Panther, then USC Trojan, who this dude can do a lot of things. And a word that describes him uh, is twitchy. This dude gets open. And, again, we're not talking about a, uh, you know, a, the length that we were just talking about with Quinton, but 5'11", almost 6 feet. There you go. That's how that works. 173, Rocket Sock. Not going to run you over pounds, but this dude is hard, hard to cover. I like Jordan Addison a lot. Again, I think the run on receivers will be there, and the the Bears are going to have to trade up to get Jordan Addison, but if he falls, this would be a sweet dude. Yeah, I I wouldn't have a problem with it at 53. Um, there's, there's a couple things here that just every time I look at Jordan Addison, hold me back a little bit because there's no question uh, a lot like Jackson Smith and Jigba. It's not necessarily about straight line speed. It's just about knowing how to get open, you know, having that suddenness, that twitchiness uh, to, to get open out of the slot. And he certainly did that. The production at Pitt to, to put up 17 touchdowns in a college football season uh, and he had Kenny Pickett thrown to him that year, which is relevant is, uh, is, I mean, it's wow. I mean, that, that, that type of production you don't see. Now, the two things that hold me back, one is on field, and that is he goes to USC and his production goes down when theoretically on a team with Caleb Williams at quarterback, Lincoln Riley running the show, there's probably some other options there around him. But it went significantly down, and that being said, so did his drop rate. Like, cause this drops were a huge problem at Pitt mm-hmm. and it actually got better at USC. So there's some punt return experience to like the big thing that, that kind of came out and he didn't have a great combine and his relative athletic score was sort of surprisingly low for a guy that is that twitchy. And, um, so that's kind of holding me back too. So again, another guy I like, but has a couple things here that I just can't completely fall in love with them. And um, so I, I'm going to confess here. I actually had him ranked fifth behind the next guy we're going to talk about. I actually like Jordan Addison, you guys, I especially like his route running ability. Um, one of the games he was playing in, he ran, a, he ran an out route and it was the DB had, 
outside leverage and he's able to get open and the db knows this i know it's watching this and then a few plays later in this drive he sets it up with an out route that turns into a wheel and gets like a 40 yard explosive play to me just kind of watching more and more of him it's a guy that understands how to get open especially in outbreaking routes he comes back to the football too i think that led to having less drops as well able to come back on comebacks the curls he's, he's fighting for the football that shows me a guy that trusts his hands the big thing for me, like he is smaller at 5'11", 173. He's almost built like a Darnell Mooney in terms of size, what the, the frame that he has. And he didn't break a lot of tackles last season. If he's catching the ball, he's not going to be that yards after catch guy consistently. But the, in terms of route running, I, I love Jackson Smith and Jigba, Zay Flowers. And then I put him right up there with them in terms of how he's able to get open, understanding leverage and things like that. So Jordan Addison... I think one of the guys that maybe when we were ranking these wide receivers a little bit differently, but I love his route running ability. He is going to work mostly from the slot, but he at USC did kind of go outside a little bit more than he was at Pitt. So guy that can also provide some versatility as well. We all agree. I assume that he, that he, Jordan Edison is a slot receiver, correct? Or do we think he can float back and forth? I think he's a slot at times, but But see the production went down when he went outside. That's what kind of, that's what's kind of my concern is there. But you know, a lot of these guys are that way. Like Jackson Smith and Jake was going to be better to utilize out of the slot. Zay flowers probably too. Um, Shoot, Darnell Mooney was like that this past season when they put him more outside and like it was less production. And and, and just a reminder too on Jordan, the dude was the, he was college football's top receiver in 2021 with Pitt. He won the Bolitnikoff award. This this, this dude, they don't give, they don't hand those out to guys who can't play, which by the way is why he, whether he's four or five on our board, he's there. Somebody's going to get a nice player in Jordan Addison. All right. Should we move on to, to uh, number five, which uh, uh, very Adam Hogue likes to teach you how to, Say the name of this SMU Mustang. Rashi uh, Rice. Rashi Rice, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Six foot, 204 pounder. Hogue had him four. There's a lot of reasons why, which we'll get into in a second. Uh, yeah, th- this is a... Uh, ext- the 40 time wasn't great at four five, so we're not talking about a, a burner here, but they love the, let's call it... Pr- just a, a pro's pro in Rasheed Rice, uh, which I don't know. Uh, I don't. I, I. It's fine. We could use some professional people around here. I'm, I'm looking for more wild cards, but Rasheed, maybe maybe his pro's proness would be something that would fall in the hits principle. Uh, but he's not. He's not the most physically gifted. He's, but he, but he's, he's not a, Odell Beckham Jr. Okay, let's put it that way. He doesn't act like an idiot, which probably is a good thing. <laughs> Here comes no, Mr. Actually, Rice. What, what do you being, like about him, Hope? If we're being serious, I think there were some maturity concerns here early on in his career, but he's somebody that's kind of really grown up and getting credit for that um, and finished as a team captain um, and somebody who's really grown up in the game. But, yeah, again, he's not the fastest guy, um, but the, here's the opposite of what we were just talking about with Jordan Addison. He actually moved outside in the SMU offense mm-hmm. this year, and the production went they skyrocketed. So he went from a very good productive wide receiver to a great wide receiver, breaking Emmanuel Sanders single season receiving record at SMU. And they've had some good wide receivers there. So, I mean, that really matters for, for me. And one of the reasons why I like him, I think he's headed in the right direction. Um, 
both off and on the field, somebody whose arrow is pointed up, which is why I realize as we talk about this, I may have him rated higher than anybody else you hear talk about Rasheed Rice um, this entire, I mean, Dane Brugler's beast came out this morning. He's got him as a third round pick. I got him as a second round guy. I think some teams going to get really happy here with Rasheed Rice, who like some of these other guys we talked about is crafty at creating space, winning jump balls. Like he plays bigger and then, than Quentin Johnson does. Sometimes we saw that mm-hmm. in the senior bowl and some of those practices, Nick, you were there. And if you actually go into our profile on him, uh, on our draft board, there is a tweet that has all of his reps, uh, in practice, every one of his one-on-one reps, and you see him know how to lean into the DB and come out at the last second to create that extra separation that that he needs because he doesn't have that burner speed. But that being said, you know he is almost 6'1", 204. This isn't a smaller guy compared to some of these other guys we've talked about. He's also got this reputation of being tough, playing through injuries. I believe he had turf toe all last season and he put together all the, that ridiculous season. He did playing hurt the entire year. Absolutely loves football. He embraces blocking. These are all things that the bears have shown you last year. They like in Luke Getzey's offense and he was there at the senior bowl. Now drops have been a problem. He does need to be more consistent overall as a player. There's no question. I think that's why he's perhaps not higher on people's board, but um, this is definitely falls under the category of Adam Hogue draft crushes. I love this guy in a, in a group of wide receivers that's where there's not a lot of standouts. I would take a chance on this guy. If not at 53, you know, definitely with one of those picks, a few picks later, I, I, I just love Rasheed Rice a lot. I'm smelling a clip coming out of this show, Adam Hope. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have, we're gonna rice this one up for the for the those who have not watched the full 52 minutes of this extravaganza. Nick, you want to you want to pile onto that? Yeah, I'm not as big of a fan of Rasheed Rice <laughs> when I was at the Senior Bowl. Um, I don't know, like when we would have our takeaway episodes. I don't know if I ever came away with saying Rasheed Rice was the best wide receiver here, and not not to say that he didn't make plays, but for me, he did make a lot of highlight real catches last season for smu but he wasn't consistent with it with going with the deep ball the nine drops last season and for me like for any wide receiver i'm big on route running if you can get open and can create separation and it's going to be a little it's going to be a lot more difficult in the nfl that's going to be higher on my list than anything here but he does have the physical intangibles i just didn't come away after the senior bowl week being like wow rasheed rice is a guy that the bears need to go get and he does, like I said, have the physical makeup to maybe be that kind of guy. What he ran a, I think it was like four or five or somewhere around there at, at, at his size. But for me, a little lower on the list of guys that the Bears can possibly go get. But he is one of those bigger wide receivers and the Bears are looking for that kind of physical makeup at, at the position. Uh, I'm kind of with um, philosophy who uh, just, i.e., why is Hoke selling me on rice? You, you, the, when when a grounded hoe comes in so effusive about a rice and lays out the reasons, it's hard not to come with them, right, team? You you just, I mean, I almost I, well, I go wrong, wrong before plenty of times with these draft crowds. Nah, but d- d- don't bring that up. Don't bring that up. Let me just sell you your 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 nuanced rice take that almost makes me want the Bears taking him at nine. 
No, that's see, that's ridiculous, and that's not what I'm saying at all. Of, co- of yeah. course, of course, of you know, course. That's de- not- definitely with that later second round pick, 61, I think would be great value. Uh, obviously, if he's still there, and he may, he may be. That's why I think, un- unlike some of these other guys we've talked to that don't really fit the realistic nature of still being there, when the Bears with that Bears having that big gap between number nine and 53, I think this is somebody that that people should take seriously. Um, so rooting, rooting for content guy over here, uh, dear Ryan Poles, if you could just have Rice be the 61st overall pick for the Bears, that would be good for us over at CHGO. I would really enjoy that. Uh, I also really enjoy Jalen Hyatt, who's not in our top five. Yeah, well, yeah we'll talk about Hyatt here in a second because obviously okay. that's the one guy missing. He would be number six on our list right now, uh, which is still in flux, by the way. We're, we'll probably still do some updating over the next two weeks before we actually get to the draft. But first, want to make sure you know about Goose Island. Man, we had some Goose Island going over the weekend for sure, watching golf, uh, beautiful weather we had. Uh, and I'm, I have a feeling there'll be some Goose Islands in the near future today as well. Uh, CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, which you know. They've been Chicago's beer since 1988. They got the Blackhawks Pale Ale, the limited release. Still got a few of those in my fridge right now. The Hawks and Goose Island have been neighbors for 25-plus years. They have the Goose Pub open inside the United Center, which has been there for almost 10 years now. And that tap room is a pregame destination for Hawks fans. Uh, Bull City 312 still available for you as a limited release. And uh, the No Plans Pale Ale is one of my favorites. Definitely had a few of those over the weekend as uh, we are officially in the patio season in Chicago. I've called it, it happened. Uh, and we got a few more days coming here right here. So you're going to want to have some Goose Island ready to go. You can never go wrong with Green Line. Of course, you can never go wrong with 312. Goose Island's two local locations are open and ready to welcome you. Grab a beer right from their innovation tanks at the Goose Island Tap Room at 1800 West Fulton or get a smash burger and a fresh beer of the week at the original Clybourne Brew House at 1800 North Clybourne. For reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com slash locations. Goose Island Beer Company. You can also never go wrong, you guys, with ComEd. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. The ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will go out to your patio if you need it, or you can do it virtually uh, at home and talk about your goals and needs, and these can be done, like I said, in person or virtually it lasts approximately two hours. And don't wait, you can get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment. All you have to do is go to comed.com slash powering biz. So with all those great perks, are you ready to finally sign up for a facility assessment? You can call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. You can also email business ee at comed.com or request an online assessment on their website at comed.com slash facility assessment all right all right all right all right all right get your facility assessment going be like nick be like hogue be like carm we love uh, a good facility assessment saving money saving energy uh people are weighing in on your rasheed rice here from my, our guy Tom, uh, she is is like a con- contortionist, positioning himself to make great catches. Adam Hogue, you agree? That means he adjusts to the football well in the air. 
I agree. Are yeah. Ac- are, are you accusing me of not knowing what a contortionist is? <laughs> no, but you you yeah. leaned in to like read it, you like squinted at the word, and you had some doubt as you read Tom's outstanding five dollar super chat. <laughs> Thank you, Tom, for the five bucks. And I did lean in. That's true. But it's not because I didn't know what contortionist is. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I they t- they did teach us that at the University of Iowa and Highland Park High School, and perhaps I was ahead of the curve at Ravinia K through five. We were busting out contortionist. Uh oh. In third grade, that's that's a disaster. Uh, in, in- <laughs> oh no! <laughs> what was that? You needed a contortionist to go get. That I needed a contortionist to uh, you know. I just banged on the table. The light went down, but I've got two lights, so I'm fine. That's uh, you know, <laughs> and we're an hour in. This has been you an all time show for Mark Carmen. I, I I look good. I don't care what anyone says. I got hats. I got arguable goats. I got I got I got I got everything going on here. I got. Pictures. I mean, Lawrence. If Casey's watching, I mean, we got we got a great. Instagram, TikTok, just possibilities of bloopers from Carm on this show. Here's another one with Poppy the Puppy making an appearance. Let's look at her just focused in on the show, just 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 watching the whole time. She's probably like, "Why did you wake me up with all that noise?" Yeah, well, Pop's got to, you know, she's got to focus. We got, um, you know, we got to get some clips out here, but we gotta we gotta <laughs> get Pop Pop back out there for her afternoon walk, right there, Popalop. All right. Uh, can we talk about Jalen Hyatt there, Hogue? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Here, here's the thing about Jalen Hyatt. He may have, I would probably put him more in the Quentin Johnson category in terms of, you know, having high, high ceiling ability. Um, of course, a Tennessee wide receiver who you may, if you watch the Alabama game, you saw him put five touchdowns on the stat sheet, which is just mm-hmm. insane. Little over six foot, 176. Got a slender fl- frame, which you know, has me a little worried um, about durability at the next level, but okay. Unlike some, a lot of these other guys we've talked about, Jalen Hyatt is definitely a vertical threat with more of that straight line speed. Um, He has more straight line speed than even Jackson Smith and Jigba, to be honest with you. Uh, He'll go up and attack the football too, but slot only at Tennessee limited route tree. Okay, so I'm, I'm, he's a guy that can maybe come in and hit a home run for you as a rookie, but he is not going to be on the field, in my opinion, a lot early. He needs some development time because he has that limited route tree, um, and I just don't think he's going to be a seasoned receiver, and there's no guarantee with that slender frame, which worries me that he's going to hold up. Um, he also, at the combine, he dealt with some hamstring tightness. I thought it was odd that he was eight pounds lighter at the combine than he showed up at his pro day. Uh, sometimes these guys get lighter so they can run faster and then they put the weight back on and it's not even like he has a lot of weight to begin with. So that was, uh, that was interesting to me again on the draft board, somebody I like somebody who can, you know, make highlight real plays for you. No question about it, but I just have him ranked behind these other guys. Cause I just have more concerns. He ran a 4-4, which was seventh best of any wide receiver at the combine. Just for the record here, we got, we got some speed. He also models himself after Devontae Adams. Let's get that in there. And uh, I, Carm scouting, this dude was five years old, was playing YMCA flag football and was incredible. So I do think the work ethic started early, and, and he's made it this far, and I believe that he can do exactly what Hogue laid out, what he needs to do, Nick. 
believe in it. I know you're the Hyatt guy here. Yeah, I was, I'm higher on him. And even though he has a limited route tree, it doesn't mean that he can't run routes. And he has he shows really good hands. You constantly see him extending for the football. But when you do watch his film, the dude's wide open. Like, they schemed it so well at Tennessee where it's like, that's not happening in the NFL. But can he still able to win those one-on-ones when he gets that opportunity? That's going to be the question. He didn't have a lot of opportunities against press, so we don't know if he can actually do that. But I like the ability for him to catch with his hands. The straight line speed is is one of the best in this class. He kind of reminds me, you guys, of like a Devontae Smith, even though he's a way more nuanced route runner and ran a whole bunch more at Alabama. But if you're looking at the size, frame, and that speed, reminds me of him a little bit. But we need to see what he can do against press, which we didn't get to see in Tennessee. But he's a guy – he's a Blitnikoff Award winner, the position. And, you know, he's fighting for the fifth spot on our list. But I have him – you know, rated higher um, just in terms of his class. And if the Bears get a guy like that, he's a dangerous weapon. He just needs to develop and get those opportunities to run more routes and maybe just become more of a focal point in offense, but does a lot of good things that I think can attack defenses. I think we just did a fantastic job going through our top five slash six. Yeah, really, we did a top six for you right there because Jalen Hyatt was the consensus, not unanimous, number six on our draft (laughs) Full circle. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get to some super chats before we got here. I know some questions about Josh Downs. Um, he'd probably be coming up next on the list. We're going to end up probably banging out top 10, at least, if not more mm-hmm. wide receivers. So we'll see how many of these actually make the top 100. There's a lot of interesting guys. I also love Tank Dell. Um, so that's a that's another guy we've talked about before to keep in mind. So we'll get in all that more plenty of time here as we get. Uh, we still have about two and a half weeks until the draft. But uh, Lawrence, any super chats we need to get to? Uh, JJ jumping in here, four ninety nine. This is uh, zero relevance to today's episode. He says, but last week Nick swore he would get his friend uh, their Christmas present that he owed him. I have to know if he did. Hashtag cliffhanger. Of course I did. On Saturday afternoon, I found out that my old buddy Mason West, who used to do a Chicago Audible show with us, only lives ten minutes away from me. So. It was inexcusable for not to give him his Christmas gift, what, four months later? But he got it, and, you know, I made sure I had to do that before the weekend was over. I saw the video on, on Twitter, correct? Is that what you yep, somebody you posted opened? it? Yep, you got a CHGO Bears varsity sweater. So I've had that for wow. four months just at uh, the apartment here. So which which actually was very interesting, this varsity sweater hug. Nobody knows how to get these extra sweaters, and yet Nick was able to get one for his buddy, Mason. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how he did that, but that was definitely uh, under. I don't know how to get him either. I'm, I what, Carm, did you get a birthday or a Christmas present from Nick? And nope, no, 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 sure didn't. Didn't uh, and you know, I mean, yeah. Passover just happened. Didn't get a call on a happy Pesach. I mean, nothing. Did I? Yeah. Was there? There's no matzo ball soup being delivered to my house. I mean, zero. Happy Easter, wait. by the it's way, you guys. Every four, you know, you just gotta wait. Like my gifts just come way later than when they're supposed to. So, just gotta wait. Uh, by the way, I've seen Marvin Mims in the chats a bunch. I'm a bit, I, I like Marvin a lot. Um, my Oklahoma burner, good dude. Boomer sooner. I, he hits principal guy. I, I take, I take me some Marvin Mims. I also like the wide receiver out of Princeton. Um, Andre. Yoshivas. Yoshivas. Oh, so that was a real person you put in the, yes. the slack. Yes. Yes. Four, yes. Four, I, three. I remember him. Yeah. I remember him from the senior bowl. Four four three forty, buddy. Thirty nine inch vertical, one hundred and twenty inch broad jump. That's all above the seventy fifth percentile. 
See, Karma's playing a bunch of fake people in our chat this morning, so we didn't know that Andre. <laughs> None of them were fake. I've, I've, the the so, second. Oh, there was a one guy that was definitely fake. <laughs> no, he was not. He no, wasn't. He's actually no. real. <laughs> no, he's he real. Was, yes, Jacobus is real. He's out of uh, yeah. Hampton University, but the, Hampton. I, I moved off of Jacobus. I'm on to Tyler Scott, which, by the way, I've seen on some mock drafts the Bears taking him in the fourth round out of Cincinnati. Yeah, don't Cincinnati. sleep on. Okay. Yeah, don't sleep on Tyler Scott. Damn it. Another. We'll do a little bit more of this on After Dark tonight. Six thirty. Uh, Carm sleeping wide receivers, which. Ooh, I like that. You know, we can we can have a little fun with that because I Carm the way it shapes up. Receivers. I just I feel like you're gonna there's some late round picks that we're gonna we're gonna mm -hmm. have to you know get creative. No, here. We're not, yep. You know, these dudes are gonna, there's gonna be a run on them. We need seven thousand defensive linemen. Us so offensive linemen. I can, I, let, let's get a late round wide receiver. Your hoe looks nauseous right now. I get it. No, I just want to go watch Dylan Cease. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> oh, crap. I didn't make the bet. No. A <laughs> uh, couple uh, new diehards we got to welcome to the family before we get out of here. Ronetta Smith. Hey, everybody. I'm a diehard member now. Yay. Love it. Ronetta's awesome. Uh, we're, we're, I, we're, we're Twitter buddies. And then Bears on Kawhi jumping back in here. Newest diehard QB slide shirt on the way. Braxton Team Bears Jones. on Kawhi. Braxton Jones really liked that shirt. He and did. then uh, Guys. Dylan jumping in here, 199. Hashtag Team Carm. You're the man in all of CHGO. So, so Appreciate Nick, it, Dylan. Yo. Uh, um, what, I'm, what I'm willing to do today for you on our Jalen Carter bet because it's not over yet. But I like as at DraftKings they would, you know, you could you can cash out early. So instead mm -hmm. of that hat up there, what I am offering you. Oh yes, yes, yes. Is what is this, this guy? <laughs> stuffed animal ball of a thing? That's instead creepy. of my hat, you can have this today or risk it all to get the hat later. What would you like to? Wait, do? what's the hat that's on the line? It's a just it makes Carm's head look enormous whenever he puts it on. Oh, that winter hat he wears that mm -hmm. looks weird. Yeah, I'm gonna wash it and give it to him. Or you can have again. I want that guy. I want this. You want this dude? Ball. I'll put him in the background right here. Perfect. Okay. You can cash out early. Buddy. Why do you have that? It was a great run. I, I'm not speaking on that. I'm gonna get emotional okay. that I'm losing you, but you're going to a great home. Nick's gonna take good care of you. There are no dogs that eat you there. And I wish you the best, but we can't guarantee the dog thing. We, there's definitely yeah, a Brady, dog there. You might, don't worry, just just don't worry about it. Nick's, you might you die might, there. You, if you die, you die. <laughs> great talk. He dies. He dies. Great. Like Rocky. It was a great pep talk. See you, what's buddy. The, what's the name of that? Never named him. Okay. Never so named. Nick, you can you can we can name him uh, Andre Sobis. Guys, who should I vote for to or put pick to get a hit today? I got Tim Anderson. Is that a good bet? Are we yeah, are we doing that today? Go with go with yo yo. Yo okay. yo, yo yo. That's that's what Sean Anderson said on the bet show know. this morning. Okay, I would listen to Sean. They're playing the twins, so I'm just expecting bad things to happen. Uh twins have put out a shitty lineup. No Carlos Correa, no a bunch of other guys. So oh, this, this should be a good Dylan Cease day. But uh, when that happens, of course. Eight plus strikeout day. Yeah. That's what I, I actually have that as one of my bets. Yeah. Nice. Right. I'm doing it. Andrew Vaughn would be a good bet for me. Nick one for four yesterday. Struck out three times. I think today's going to be a bigger day for for Vaughn. Yeah. All right, I'm doing it. See Follow us buddy. on Twitter at Adam Hogue at Nicholas Moriano at the Carm. 
at Law on the Draw. See you later, at Cram CHGO Cat. Under sports, underscore sports, underscore bears. Uh, make sure you're following all our coverage at allchgo.com. New mock draft dropping tomorrow morning, both on YouTube and in my newsletter. So diehards, you got a newsletter coming your way in the morning as well. Uh, so make sure you are a CHGO diehard and sign up for that Bears newsletter. We're out of here. We'll be back tomorrow in studio. More draft talk coming your way. We will talk to you then at noon. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.